The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch is Mark Evers from Lebanon, Ohio. He was in the limelight this past week when he sent a colt to Canada to race in the Metro Pace. Mark, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thank you. How you doing, Roger? I'm doing fine, and I, I would guess you're doing pretty good yourself right now. Yes, we're having a good week. <laughs> uh, now, let's go way back. We're talking about, of course, Monty Mickey, who won the Metro at Woodbine this past week. The mayor, Montenegro, you purchased her where, at Harrisburg in, in November of 16. Yes. Yes, we did. You wanted you wanted her what to race, or were you going to be just a broodmare? We uh, we had been waiting for her to become available. Always wanted her as a broodmare. I had a healthy respect for her when we raced against her at Hoosier Park. Um, I had set the track record with Sugar Nips over there, and always had to butt heads with her. And then um, later she broke the track record that sugar nips had set. And then, uh, when they, I think Culifer had her at the time when they finished racing her, they sent her through Harrisburg and that's when we saw she was available and we went out there and purchased her. Now it has not been the greatest of luck getting her in full over the years since the purchase has it. No, um, the first season, she was just coming off the racetrack and been racing for a few years and she wasn't cycling correctly and um, it was starting to get late and we decided to wait till the next season and let her system settle down and then she got in full really easy. Mm-hmm. Now was the first full uh, Monty Mickey? Yes. Yes. It's uh, fold right here on the farm. On the farm, um, yes. At that point in time, and the development as a weanling and a yearling and starting the training, did you feel like you had something special? Yeah, he he really uh, stood out. He amongst the other yearlings, he's really good looking, and he's almost black. Looked a lot like his mother, but. You know, of course, him being a stallion, he had a bigger chest and everything. And, uh, yeah, we always thought he'd be something special, especially once we broke him, then we really had a good idea. Did you bring him along slowly? Because I see that first qualifier was, what, uh, June the 23rd over at Hoosier. Uh, did you have problems or anything, or you just that was the schedule that you set for him? It was just a schedule that we were going on, and, I try not to rush them if I don't have to, and we own all of our horses, so we kind of do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the qualifier was at Hoosier, and uh, you kind of like to go over there and qualify them on the big track, right? Right. Right. Were you pleased with that qualifier? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... uh a few of the people that had taken care of uh, Montenegro 
and been around her came and saw him and were looking at him because they were all kind of anticipating seeing him go to the races. So that was kind of interesting, too. Qualified on June the 23rd, and your first uh, start was at Sauda Downs on July the 8th, uh, going for a purse of $8,000. How did you come to choose Josh Sutton to be your driver? Well, Josh has been driving for us all year. I've basically retired from driving because I'm 64 now, and uh, Josh kind of approached me about he'd like to be our guy and uh, we kind of work really well together and he listens to me and I listen to him and uh, we went from there you know so what kind of a do you, do you give it do you basically give him instructions how you want them raced or is it leave, do you leave that well, up to Josh? I, it depends on the horse if it's a young horse and I feel like he needs something I'll tell him and he'll do the best he can, you know, to do it that way. But, uh, you know, Josh, he can get a lot out of a horse. Yeah. And uh, he does well. Winning time was 155, final panel 27 and 4. Uh, uh, win then and uh, give him a week off and right back in to race again on July the 22nd at Sauda. Again, the $8,000 purse, uh, Drew Post 4. Uh, were you happy with that effort in 54 and 1? Yes. Uh, Josh, you know, both times, both of those wins, he said he had plenty of pace left and the horse was just playing. And so we were real happy with that. And that's when we felt like he was ready to go his next race in round 52. Well, then he came down sick and he was coughing. And it took forever before he scoped clean. It took, you know, probably three to four weeks. And once he scoped clean, we trained him up pretty good and put him back in. And that's when he went his mile in a 52 at Sayota out of the eight hole. He was on the outside when they hit the quarter, but uh, that quarter and 27-1 out of the eight hole had to be 26 in a piece for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, um, he actually let uh, Brett Miller go by him at the three quarters. Because uh, the Colt didn't know what he was doing out there on the front too well, and uh, Josh said, as soon as that horse cleared him, he wanted to run right over it, <laughs> and then he pulled him back out, and he ended up winning the race. Now, you, when did you first have visions of going to Canada for the Metro? Uh, with this Colt. Probably all along, while he was training down, we thought he'd get to go, and then he kind of proved it when he went the mile and 52 at Scioto that he'd be pretty well off in there, especially out of the eight hole. And then, you know, Josh told us, hey, you know, this Colt's a gorilla. He's just playing in 52. He's still flicking his ears and, and looking around. And so we decided to go with it. And uh, once I got a hold of Tisha, uh, it made things work out a lot easier for the logistics of getting him there and not having to worry because she would take really good care of him. And Bo Brown is there with her, and they're a nice couple. and They really did a good job. So I didn't have to worry about anything. How did you come up with uh, your driver of Scotty Theron? 
Well, I used to race against his dad all the time in Mohawk and Woodbine, and he was always a factor. And Scotty just grew up at those tracks. And, you know, you've seen him around in big races, and he's very articulate, and he does some really smart drives. And he drove my wife's horse, uh, Sugar Island, at Lexington about three weeks prior to that. And he won with him in 50 and one fifth. And um, I knew he could, he was going to be in Canada. So we asked him if he'd drive him. And he said, sure. I think he was a little reluctant, like he didn't know if the horse was good enough or something. So I told Tisha before the race, I said, tell him, do not underestimate this horse. And he didn't. He, he did everything great. And you're watching the race uh, from your home and things like that. And- Take us through the mile. Uh, oh my! Any surprises? This is an emotional, an emotional roller coaster. Um, being a trailer, I was thinking, you know, the one horse can leave, and he'll try to get away right on his back. Well, uh, he didn't. He got away real bad off the gate, and I was like, thinking that we're not going to get anything. And then they had the traffic jam on the outside. They had couple horses parked out and we're backed up to I don't know ninth or tenth and then he tried to move him out in the flow and the flow didn't look good so he went back to the rail and the rail wasn't going anywhere and then finally David Miller pulled off the rail and then a horse made a break when that horse made a break it gave Scott room to get him out and give him a chance and he flipped him three wide and uh, I thought, well, he might be second. And then as they got further down the lane, I'm thinking, you know what? He might win. And I seen Dexter Dunn look over his shoulder, and I'm sure Dexter Dunn was not liking what he saw. And uh, Mickey went right on by. So we were real ticked. The mile in 152 and 2, uh, final quarter in 28 seconds, and the margin was two and three-quarter lengths. So, in those uh, last 16th, he really opened up. Yes. Yeah, he raced huge. Is he back in Lebanon now? Yes, he got home um, last night about 5 o'clock, and uh, we're trying to decide whether to put him in the bluegrass Saturday or uh, let him rest this week. We're, We're undecided today. So we'll have to make that decision here tomorrow. So Because he would have... He would have the international stallion the next week, and then two weeks later he'd have the Breeders' Crown. So definitely, we made a stop for uh, Definitely you're looking forward to going to the Breeders' Crown up at the Meadowlands. Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, that, uh, that race, watching that race, going down the backside, I'm thinking, we're not getting anything. And then it was just completely turned around. Do you drive a horse? When you're watching your horse race, are you are you basically sitting in the bike with the driver? Oh, not really, but well, maybe <laughs> because <laughs> you know if you've driven a lot of races, you you just know when things aren't going right when you're watching. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, things weren't going right that first half, you know. So, but Scott worked it out, and uh, everything worked out great. So I guess I guess we're really happy with it. 
I guess that's the reason we go a mile distance. And if it don't work out, she's still got some time to make it work out. Right, right. <laughs> now, well, I've always, I've always wanted to win one of those big races in Canada. Um, in 2005, I got photoed out with Arch Chip by Ponder in the Canadian Pacing Derby. And uh, so this is kind of great that this turned about and happened. So it kind of makes up well, for it. <laughs> well, we wish you the best of luck uh, and continued success with Monty Mickey. And uh, uh, have you bred the mare back again? Is she in full? She is back in full, too. Yes, we have a. We have a rockin' image colt and an always a virgin, and she is back in full to uh, always be Mickey. So uh, hopefully you'll have a, another horse that uh, do well for you out of that mare that you went to Harrisburg to get, and it was probably right now you think it's one of the best moves you've ever made in harness racing. Yeah, once in a while I get a little wood on the ball. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 